You're listening to the Fit Mind, Fit Body podcast, where we explore the connection between a fit body and positive mental health. And our big mission, it's to help 10,000 runners to develop fitter minds in the next two years. I'm your host, Michelle Frost. Let's get moving. Welcome to this episode of the Fit Mind Fit Body Podcast. Today we talk to Linda Conley. Linda just loves running on the trails. In fact, she says it keeps her earthed. Enjoy this great conversation. Today on Fit Mind Fit Body, I am delighted to introduce you all to Linda Conley, a friend of mine who I made while running, actually, which is really cool. So we actually met in a race. So welcome, Linda. Thank you. It's awesome that you said yes to coming along because now I can get to know a little bit more about you, not just what I learned while we were running along in the um, triple top a few years yeah. ago. Yeah, that was where we met, which is uh, for any of you in Tassie will know that's a, a fun event that gets you out there. It's a bit wild and fun. So we needed as much support of our fellow runners as we can get, I think, in those kind of runs. Yeah, and <laughs> distraction, I'd say. That's it. Exactly. <laughs> All right, Linda, tell us a little bit about where you came from. Where did you grow up? What was your beginning like? Okay, so I grew up in Hobart, um, oh. parents and my brother yeah. um, and then I moved to the northwest coast of Tassie to take up my first law job <gasps> and so that was in 2004. Wow. Um, so been up here ever since. You got stuck. <laughs> Love the northwest coast. Um, someone once referred to it as the sunshine coast of Tassie and I'd be inclined to agree it's it's pretty nice up here <laughs> particularly in um, so I live in Forth. Okay. Um, so it's sort of nice to be between Devonport and Olveston, nice yeah. and close to everything, close to the beach, close to the mountains. Lots oh, of that sounds lovely. Mind yeah. you, I grew up on King Island, so is there an island that's on the Sunshine Coast? <laughs> <laughs> Although maybe it's the windy part <laughs> where I grew up. <laughs> um, so tell me, when you were at school, what was sport like for you? Um, I played badminton, soccer and underwater hockey. Yeah. Um, and did a little bit of running with the cross country, but nothing sort of serious, just did my own sort of recreational running yeah. during school. Um, but, yes, yeah, still pretty active. It was definitely encouraged at school and, um, and I enjoyed it. Tried a bit of orienteering and that was fun. Cunning um, running. Yeah. So it's good. So at school, um, can you remember what you, like you just said you enjoyed it. Why did you enjoy it? What, what do you think you got out of that, you know, running movement? Well, I mean, I guess I've always enjoyed the movement of running and I've been running since I was probably about 13. I started yeah. doing a, a bit more distance and mm -hmm. things. Um, and it was just the just the solitude I think a lot mm. of it um and it just gave me time to sort of reset mm. and um you know it was something I enjoyed I guess myself um and I did a lot of it by myself mm. um but 
I enjoy the challenge of it too because yeah. I would sort of increase the distance and, and things like that too. So, yeah. Um, your family, are they very sporty? Um, my parents do a lot of bushwalking. Yeah. Um, and my dad does a lot of scuba diving as well. Yeah. Um, and my brother played badminton, but he um, has also played ultimate frisbee and things like that now. So, yeah, we we do active things. It's Yeah. It's so it was, it was encouraged, I guess. And we, we talk a little bit on the podcast about that example, sometimes mm-hmm. that our parents have provided us or that we then go on and provide our children as well and how yeah. that's one of the positive elements when we get into sport as adults. Yeah. Yeah. So my parents certainly aren't runners. Um, no. um, they are encouraging though. And mm. I think my love of trail running certainly comes from um, all of the time that we spent in the bush um, growing up. And my mum's... And, and dad's love for the bush and mountains and, and things like that too. So oh, that's really cool. Yeah. I wish really. I had a lot of that when I was a kid. <laughs> yeah, probably... I think my first walk was when I was about six. I had oh, wow. overnight bushwalk and that was, that was into Windy Ridge. Um, and, yeah, it, was, it snowed. We woke up and the whole place was white and, yeah, it's mm-hmm. a bit, very awesome experience. I think my pack consisted of a sleeping bag. I think that's all I had to get. But <laughs> um, you know, it was it was very very fun. So Magical. we had lots of good memories. Growing, yeah, doing that, those sorts of things. I have um, I have been there in the snow. <laughs> Last year it was snowing when I was at Winter Ridge, so I know exactly what you saw within yeah. reason. <laughs> it was a, a long time ago. Um, excuse me so when you went to university that meant you had to oh you actually know you didn't have to leave home here my my brain went you were but yes you're you're in Hobart so when you were at university I'm assuming law just like most university degrees it takes quite a bit out of you and you're all like it's it's a challenging thing put it this this way to go to go to uni um did you what did you do sport wise while you were at uni did you take time to you know go running or you know did you belong to other teams that kind of thing um look, mainly I I kept up the running um myself and I used to go to the gym um and do sort of gym classes and things like that as well um but yeah I I tried a few different um sports at, at uni I tried fencing at one point and and things like that too. It's a bit of futsal. Um, so, you know, just tried a few different things, but really yeah. just up the running and the, the gym work constantly yeah. um, throughout. So so why do you think when, because when you're, when you're a younger, you know, 20-year-old and you're going through uni and, and, you know, all of these, you've got your life ahead of you, but you're very focused on on what it is you're doing as a rule, you know, in some ways, why, why was keeping fit important to you? Why do you? What was going through your mind at that time when it would be so easy and you probably saw other people, you know, let their sport things sort of fall to the side while they got into their studies? Yeah, look, I would say that running certainly helps um, when I'm a bit stressed or mm-hmm. got a lot of my mind because it sort mm-hmm. of is a way for me to clear my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, and sort of just get refocused on right this is how I'm going to approach this problem or um, 
you know, just think about, I, I tend to think a lot while I'm running um, yeah. and actually think through problems. Sometimes all I think about is what I'm going to have for dinner. Yeah. And <laughs> actually, yeah, food does actually, um, it's constantly on my mind actually when I'm running. But <laughs> That's funny. Sometimes I do problem solve, um, you know, certain things or or think through how I'm going to plan my day and and so so forth so yeah it's it's my thinking time um the form of meditation I guess for me Mm -hmm. because I'm out doing something yeah and yeah interestingly that you say that because the science has shown they've plugged those funny helmets on people and had them uh, running and they've plugged those funny helmets on people and had them meditating and found that the brain is doing very similar things in many cases. So mm. running is definitely providing similar um, chemicals and, and doing similar things from meditating to running. So it's why you can get similar kind of advantages when you mm. go running and you get into that kind of state, So, which is really interesting. Not to mention uh, when people are doing things like education, they find that the running helps with their mind, like with the clarity and all that kind of stuff. You can go back and sit down and, and before your brain might've been all fuzzy, but having gone for a run, everything's a bit clearer and you can focus for longer, which I'm sure you're well aware of. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So what sort of law did you study? Um, so I did a lot of international law subjects, um, but obviously, and also the compulsory ones as well mm-hmm. that we we were required to do um but then ended up in the field of family law so okay. that's that's what you practice now yeah yeah <laughs> excellent and um all right so now you've gone up to the northwest coast um yep. you obviously took running with you because my understanding is you're still running today <laughs> so <laughs> was there any periods where you didn't run um only when i was pregnant um, with my children mm-hmm. uh, and so I just mainly just walked then and then after I'd had them I started back with the running. So when you first moved up to the northwest coast do you mm-hmm. remember did you, did you just go running by yourself or did you what did that look like for you at that time you're running? Uh, yeah I was still mainly running by myself I joined um, the Devonport Soccer Club mm-hmm. for a and played with them for a, a season or so um, and met some friends through there that also enjoyed running. So we'd occasionally go out for a run together. But um, it was still very much a solo activity that I enjoyed. Because yeah. um, I just go for a run in the morning before work and, yeah. and like that. So, yeah, and I hadn't gone into trail running much at that stage at all. So, um, yeah, mainly just road running. So what does your running look like now? Um, I, well, I run with people. I still run solo um, during the week just because of convenience, but I do tend to um, join up with people on weekends and go for, for longer runs together or, yeah, it's certainly a much more social um social experience than it, it was before so, yeah. yeah yeah do you like um well okay what sort of distances do you do in your solo runs during the week uh, or does it depend what you're training for it, it depends what I'm training for mm-hmm. um during the week 
probably can't get much more than an hour or so in at most. Yeah. So about 10, 10, 12K would be during the week. And then of a weekend, I'll try and get longer runs in. So depending on what I'm training for, but you know, go out in the bush for a few hours or um, if I have to um, go on the road for a, a couple. <laughs> that kind of answers the next question. Um, where do you really like to run? What's your favourite type of running? My favourite type of running is trail running. Ah, how strange. <laughs> um, and definitely love going up into the dial um, yeah. out the back of Penguin. That's it's definitely a favourite spot. It's only 15 minutes drive and you can. there's so many trails up there you can go for hours. So, yeah, it's always different and it's mm. always pretty. Mm. So. so you find during the week when you're doing your solo ones are they tend to be the more road ones and you do the trails with friends on the weekends or do you manage to get up there as well during the week uh, I don't manage to get up there during the week very often mm. uh, so mainly road during the week mm. um, and I've, my daughter who's 13 has also started running with me so we go usually once or so a week That's which awesome. is a um but otherwise it, it's quite often solo during the week do you listen to anything when you're running yes i do i listen to music yeah. uh, i listen to podcasts or yeah. audiobooks yeah but yeah more often than not i'll listen to to music and yeah. i just really enjoy that yeah. so do you think you are goal focused in your running? Um, probably not. No, mm -hmm. no. I mean, I do set goals, but um, I really just run to feel. Mm -hmm. So I'll say, oh, I feel like doing this today. Off I go, which is a little bit, um, I, I feel sometimes it's a bit, haphazard I guess in the my approach but it works well for me I don't I, I pull up well yeah I do the events that I want to do I mean I still need to put in training for that and I've got an idea of what I want to do to get to where I want to be mm -hmm. um but I'm not I don't like rigid plans it's just yeah. not me and so I'm very much what do I feel like doing today where do I feel like going how far do I feel like going? Wow. And off I go. Do you have like a, a schedule that says on Tuesdays I do go for a run, but it's, are you that, um, does that pay a part in, it in how you work? So on Tuesdays you run, for example, because I only say that because I run on Tuesdays. <laughs> no, I'm even, I can't even be that rigid with it. Wow. I, so I say, you know, I'd like to do something five days a week. Yeah and try and fit in a couple of rest days because that's what works for me. I find that I don't tend to get injuries and things with that sort of schedule for me. No, mm -hmm. it's not everyone's what fits for everyone, but that's what works for me. And then I'll say, right, I want to do a strength session and do some heels and a longer run and then whatever I feel like doing either side of that. So sometimes it's a bit of cross training, mm -hmm. um, go on the rower or, um, use the exercise bike or something like that depending on what time and, and mm -hmm. things I've got but 
um, more often than not, I just start running and then decide where I want to go. So that's amazing. Cause most people <laughs> like there's okay. There's a run that I'm planning. You know, they've, they've entered something, I don't know, like Bruni Island or something. And then, then they work out what they need to do to get there. And then they spend lots of time with those rigid schedules you were just talking about to get there. Mm. But if they don't have something, it's quite challenging for them to get out as regularly as they might want to. So they often still get out. I'm probably talking about myself when I say they still mm. get out, but it's not as, as regular. And probably for me personally, I get out at least two or three times a week because that's how often I meet people to go for a run so mm. it's that kind of um, accountability going on as well but it seems to me like your motivation is not quite the same as that no think. I mean I still have like if I like when I was training for Bruni mm-hmm. I um I knew what I wanted to achieve in certain time blocks so I I set myself like in these three months this is what my focus will be in these three you know so first three months was really just about increasing my fitness and the next three months was really about increasing my um, endurance and longer runs on the road because of the type of run that it was Mm. Um, and then you know the last bit of my training was again about sort of sharpening so a bit more just sort of on fitness and, and making sure that that was maintained but not putting my body under too much more stress as far as endurance um but I guess for me it that's what works uh, I know a lot of people work really really well with programs mm. but as soon as I've got a program I I just don't want to stick to it and it's I've worked out that's just not me um and so that's why I just say right these are the things I just keep it nice and loose and say I want to do a hill repeats and I need to do strength um and maybe do some faster sort of race pace um and then just see how I feel on the day as to which one I pick wow how do you decide what races you're going to go into I don't do many races Hmm. Uh, I've I'm sort of shying away from races a bit because I enjoy adventuring more Mm-hmm. So I enjoy just saying, I really want to, um, I really want to go to Barn Bluff, you know, yeah. and do that as a run type thing. And mm-hmm. I, so we go and do it. And so that means more to me that that makes me excited more so than saying, I want to do this event in saying that I am already <laughs> signed up to another event, but um, so it's not one gone, gone nuts, perhaps. Yes. Oh, look at that. <laughs> um but it's it's really the adventures that that give me the most excitement I suppose out of my running so drive you yeah um so you know events are great and um they're a good motivator and things like that too but I I prefer to just let's go have fun in the mountains so what is it about these adventures that you know which is trail running in the mountains I guess mm-hmm. what is it do you think that draws you and keeps you coming back to them um I like the variety mm-hmm. and um I love being out in in the bush mm-hmm. um I just feel earthed I think that's probably the best word yeah and grounded yeah 
and you've got some friends obviously who are good to go with to do these things or do you do sometimes them do them solo um occasionally I'll do them solo but most of the time I do it with friends um and yeah I've got a a great um, group of friends that really enjoy trails just as much as I do and put up with me saying look how beautiful it is (laughs) isn't this lovely why would we be anywhere else (laughs) so what would your favorite trail be Uh, I'd still say the dial um and I think that's because I I am up there a fair bit and it's so good but um I love I love it around Cradle Mountain as Mm -hmm. well Mm -hmm. And to get us kind of your backyard. Yeah, it's only an hour. So <laughs> that's beautiful. Have you done any trail running on the mainland or overseas? Uh, I went overseas with Find Your Feet. We went oh. to Italy. Oh, wow. And did a bit of running in Switzerland as well. Oh, that's cool. Uh, so that was really an amazing experience. Um, that sounds amazing. Oh. And then as far as the mainland, I did UTA uh, yep. 20, 20, the 22 or something was uh, last year. And that was fun. 2020. 2020? Last year? Uh, this year. It was this year. 2021. <laughs> <laughs> so the 22K. Um, oh, yeah. And that was really pretty. I hadn't been up to the Blue Mountains mm-hmm. before. And mm-hmm. we were... Um, we were yacht sitting for Rob and Bev who were crewing for Amy. <laughs> so oh, okay. We were looking after their yacht in Sydney at that time when you guys were all up doing that. We were quite happy to be down there. <laughs> <laughs> like there's a ridiculous number of stairs and things I heard and another um, crazy stuff in that run. But, yeah, um, not so much for the sound... 20... was I mean, there are a few stairs. But... Yeah. It does okay. sound beautiful, absolutely beautiful up there. Yeah. Are you it going was. to do that one again, do you think? or? No, I won't do that one again. Been there, had a look. Is it um, Lara Pinter? There's been a few people on the podcast who've talked about doing that one and how much they loved it. It's like five days or something. Yeah, I think that would certainly, it's certainly on my list. My only, I don't love heat when I'm running. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I might have to work on that, that aspect before I, <laughs> that I think. <laughs> Was it one, um, it was a Commonwealth Games runner, I think, from Australia who way back when, probably you're too young, but um, she trained in her kitchen on a treadmill with a bunch of pots on the stove boiling water to get used <laughs> to the humidity that she'd have to run in in the Commonwealth Games. I always remember that story. <laughs> and I went, oh, my gosh, <laughs> it's crazy. One the way whole, to do it. It is one way to do it. The whole... Um, kitchen and an area where the treadmill was kind of dripping because <laughs> it was so much humidity in there it's like ugh. anyway um well that's interesting can you tell me how you think running has improved your life um it's certainly given me a deeper understanding of me yeah. I suppose um and I'd say that I I find it a really good way to problem solve and de-stress. Mm-hmm. So it's certainly an improvement. I think, you know, you can get 
quite caught up in life and it's yeah. just a good way to sort of stop and you know be in the moment and yeah yeah so you just that it gives you um gives you a bit of life back like as you said being in the moment like life's what's going on now not what happened yesterday or what's going to happen tomorrow it's right yeah. now isn't it yep. yeah that's all what do you say to your kids about running well they know that I really love it they <laughs> that's pretty obvious I think um I I make a point of saying to them that not everyone loves running and that is okay yeah um, because I enjoy it it's really just about movement mm. and that I think movement's a good thing mm. whether you do it running or whether you do it um in other ways such as swimming or circus or yeah. um riding a bike jumping on the trampoline um but I mean my oldest loves running and mm. that's great um but I say to her all the time that you've just got to be able to really enjoy it. Don't just do it because I do it. So, yeah. But it is nice mother-daughter time if she loves it as well, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. And there is a real joy in it. Yeah. yeah. Um, when, when the kids were little, mm -hmm. how did you find the time then? Um, really supportive family yeah. and, and friends. Mm -hmm. um happy to have the the kids for a little while while I went out running yeah. things like that but also you just fit it in when you can and yeah. I think that's part of the reason why programs don't necessarily work for me um I just go when I can and mm -hmm. for as as long as I can but mm -hmm. sometimes it means early starts but I try and and not do too many early starts now <laughs> so there, there is an element of, and that's what I probably what I was trying to get to before. We, not we, probably me and and some <laughs> other people, um, that finding it hard to get out if there's nothing to train for. So that motivation to get through the door to get some training done if you don't actually have you know a focus. So mm. obviously that's not something though that you you know get too challenged with. We've had people talk about you know, laying their running clothes out the night before and things like that to, to make sure that they do do that um, and get out for their run rather than missing it. Because if they leave it to the end of the day, they're too tired and they're too whatever. So going in the morning, for example, is, is preferred. Yeah, I think I found that a bit easier, I suppose, mm. in that I do sometimes afternoons are the only opportunity that I've got. Mm -hmm. So I just know that the first k i'm going to be feeling like it's <laughs> the hardest k it always is yeah and um and then i know that i'll feel better for it afterwards yeah um, so you know, it's not to say that it's not hard to get out the door sometimes it really is but i guess i measure how how i feel before going for a run a bit mm -hmm. as well and say right well we'll just go and, and have an easy one or you know have a go and do hills today and, mm. and things like that so it's sort of balancing that I guess the motivation comes with a bit of that flexibility of okay well we'll just go for a, an easy five and, mm -hmm. and do it instead. Have you had any injuries that have put you out for a little bit? Um, I've had some injuries but not for a, a while um, so 
Yeah, I mean, saw knee that yeah. sorted itself out, saw foot after I'd run quite a few kilometres with a rock in my sh- in the, <laughs> embedded in the bottom of my shoe. Um, but no, I, I haven't had any injuries for a while. And I can think, yeah. How do you feel when you can't run for some reason? Frustrated. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, how do you deal with it when you can't run for some reason? Whatever if I can't run for some reason, I'll try and use the rower because yeah. um, I find that that's sort of a similar sort of activity cardio-wise for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, so I still try and keep active in, in some form, mm. moderate, moderate what exercise I can do mm-hmm. until I can get back running so that running's not so hard when I get back to it. <laughs> Can you remember when you called yourself a runner? Um, probably was not that long ago, actually. I probably after yeah. I'd yeah, I'd, I don't know. Probably after I'd done the Melbourne Marathon, I I suppose. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just otherwise, running was. I mean, it still is just a hobby, yeah. but. Yeah. yeah it's um yeah. it's an interesting question because it goes to our identity and what we think about you know who we are and for most people that I talk to running is a big part of who they are or their everyday life but they mm-hmm. don't always call themselves a runner which is just interesting that um yeah they think they're not a runner because they're not a professional athlete or they're not they haven't you know done mm-hmm. certain times or whatever they're not particularly fast um but other people, you know, they think they're a runner the moment they do put on some um, some runners and head out the door. Yeah. So it's quite interesting. If I think it seems to me that you're, thanks to your um, childhood as well and growing up being quite, you know, physical family, that your identity is not necessarily just tied around running, even though it is what you love to do. It's tied mm. around, as you said, wanting to keep moving. And being able mm-hmm. to keep moving and that for you is what's really important mm-hmm. absolutely yeah i'd agree with that mm. which is probably yeah. a much a healthier way than because mm-hmm. when we tie it so tightly our identity to something that could be taken away from us so easily um we have to then do quite a bit of work to <laughs> to work out who we are <laughs> if yep. we can't be a runner for some reason for a while um in saying that how long do you think you'll run for linda oh uh, for the rest of my life yeah yeah there's no right or wrong answer here but <laughs> that is a good answer <laughs> that's the answer. that's it and you'll enjoy every moment of it it doesn't matter if you're being speedy or you're slower at the time not Just at all enjoy it yeah because yeah, it's not absolutely. about that is it um do you have any awesome running tips <laughs> for someone who wants to start running so somebody who wants to start and keep running so they want to adopt it as a lifestyle Mm -hmm. what would you suggest well I think it's really just as simple as get moving yeah and just um enjoy the process as much as possible so Mm -hmm. if you're not enjoying it work out why you're not enjoying it yeah. and what you can change to enjoy it yeah so if 
you find that, you know, running continuously for a kilometer or two kilometers is too hard, mm-hmm. break it down. Yeah. You don't have to run the whole time. And I think um, particularly with trail running, that's something that I've been um, had to get okay with is that sometimes you have to walk and sometimes you run and you stop start and you run for you know 10 meters and then suddenly oh yeah now here we are again we're walking again and um you know you don't have to be there's no one way to do it and you don't have to be um doing things to the point that it's uncomfortable Mm. that you really don't enjoy it because you are out there to enjoy it the majority of us aren't elite and Mm -hmm. it's a hobby so work out a way to make it enjoyable so whether it be with friends or whether it be a, a walk run to start off with or whether it be increase your fitness so that you can um, run further and not feel like it's so hard, mm. um, that's what you want to do or find a pretty place to go to run or, you know, moderate it so that it is enjoyable. So, that's one of my yeah. favourite ones, that finding or in my brain thinking about where I'm going to run and finding some, even when you said Barn Bluff, I went... <laughs> that, that sounds like fun <laughs> we got engaged on top of Barn Bluff like uh, you know decades ago um so so my brother went oh that, I'd like to do that <laughs> so fun run it's easy so up to the base and then obviously you have to hike up to yeah, the top up all the uh, the scree but yeah now that'd be cool anyway it is <laughs> that those kind of things do motivate me even when I worked in an office in my 20s and I used to run at lunchtime it used to be now where will I run you know I would run four out of five lunches and that's how actually how I got that regular consistent training but the thing that motivated me a lot was oh I haven't been up that street before I haven't been down you know in that area <laughs> and so that would really get me a little bit excited like you said yeah, back, yeah. yay <laughs> <laughs> all right Linda before we go, is there anything about running that we haven't covered that you would like to share? No, I think we've pretty much covered everything. Um, I guess the only thing I'd probably say to people is it's really important that you don't compare yourself to anyone else because everyone runs differently. Mm-hmm. And um, I really think that you can lose some of the joy in it if you mm-hmm do compare yourself to well I'm not as fast as that person or I don't run as much as that person or um, you know I haven't done that many events or you know I haven't got this good time or I haven't I haven't done that many kilometers or I I run three kilometers not five or I run five kilometers not ten or and I think the only other thing I'd say to people is you don't have to do longer distances so, I mean, I, I enjoy the long distance, mm-hmm. but it's really easy to get caught up with mm-hmm. people that say, oh, you know, what's, what's the next thing that you're doing and what's the next mm-hmm. event and, mm. and not appreciate what you've just done as well. Yeah, you already moved on to the next thing, mm-hmm. you know, being present in that moment. What's the longest that you've done? Uh, I did go nuts in 2020. Mm-hmm. So, so that was one. the 101. Yeah. Yeah. So you definitely like the longer things. <laughs> yeah. 
yeah <laughs> although I was thinking that that was kind of the limit in my brain of and and I know logically that it's not and then I've had a couple of people on the podcast now who do the multi-day <laughs> and then you go whoa what <laughs> so I guess that's the um as you were saying Linda that not thinking you have to always be going to the next distance. Like once you get to a 5K, you don't have to then run a 10. You don't have to then yeah. run a 21. You don't have to then run a 42. And you don't have to then run all the different ultras because there's always going to be people like the comparison thing you were talking about before. There are always going to be people who run further or faster than you. And you're never going, it's like keeping up with the Joneses. You're never going mm-hmm. to get there, really. Yeah. You're not. And it's not worth it. You're, you're losing the the enjoyment of why you're doing it like the, the point of why you're doing it in the first place I yeah. think anyway it's, uh, I, I absolutely agree so chasing. I think it is very easy to get caught up in that oh now I need to do a marathon or now I need to do an ultra marathon um and I think that you know well for me my favorite distance is still the half mm. half marathon yeah, uh, but you know, yet I do, I spend a lot of time doing ultras. So. <laughs> That's interesting. I think my, I don't know, I've done a 60, haven't done a 64 yet, but I've done a 60 <laughs> um, earlier this year. And I quite, I enjoyed the training for it, the, mm. le- you know, the leading up to it. And then I really enjoyed the actual event because it wasn't an event where there was anyone else. It was just myself um and it was a challenge that I was doing with about six or seven other people around the world they were doing it over the Easter weekend the same as me but not necessarily on the same day or anything but over the Easter Mm -hmm. weekend and that just felt really I really enjoyed that so those kind of because there was no I don't know you're surrounded by lots and lots of people and they're all coming and going and Mm. the little competitive thing doesn't start binging off in your head like (laughs) silly Um, you can just just go and enjoy it and I found that uh, a really relaxing way to do a really yeah. long way <laughs> if that makes sense yeah so um which is probably I think enjoying the process is really important yeah, that journey to getting there because if you focus solely on just the event and just get the enjoyment out of the event then mm. you know what happens if as we found in the last you know 12 18 months yeah. that event's cancelled or yeah. Um, it doesn't, it's not a good run day for whatever reason, mm. um, then, you know, I, I think enjoying the process is is definitely a big thing for me. Mm. Um, so, and if I don't enjoy the process, then I've got to change things up. Yeah, because that's that's really the moments, isn't it? The, the event mm. is often just the icing on the cake, so to speak. Absolutely. Which is really interesting. Yeah. Oh. It's all fascinating. And that's why I wanted to talk to you, Linda, because I knew that you'd be full of inspiration and I know how much you love your running and it really comes across. So I really appreciate that you've spent so much time with us. So thank you for coming onto the podcast and sharing your running story. It's been fantastic <laughs> to get to know you a bit more. Stay on and um, I'll say goodbye to you off the, the call as well. But I just wanted to, again, say I appreciate it and thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to the Fit Mind, Fit Body podcast. I'd love to talk to you about your running journey. So send me a message on Facebook or on the website and let's do it. For a bunch of resources on mindful running that will help you get and stay mentally and physically fit, head over to the website, Fit Mind, 
fitbody.co and I'll see you there. Plus, I'll be back here in your podcast player a few times a week. Hit subscribe now so that you don't miss an episode. And before you go, I'd really appreciate it if you'd leave a review. It'll help more people to find the podcast and get inspired to start running. I'll see you soon. Bye.